0: Hello, what's going on? I'm Lisa Page, and this is episode two of Lisa Page Made Me Do It. First, before we get into the food journal situation, I want to thank you, thank you. Like I can't thank you enough for all of the awesome love that I got last week with the intro and then the launch. Truth is, I wasn't even going to put out the first episode of The Purse Contract until this week. And then I was getting told by my people, my people, like I'm so important, that um, I should be launching the first episode on Thursday. So the intro came out Wednesday just to kind of build a little momentum. And then Thursday was when the purse contract came out. And, you know, the people that have been following me for a long time, y'all know that the purse contract is a real thing. It is. A few people messaged me and said, come on, you don't really, do you really stick to this? You can go out and buy your own bag, can't you? I suppose I can, but my husband would never go for that because honestly, if I had my way, I'd be buying expensive designer bags every other month. Uh, But you know the old saying, if it's not broke, don't fix it. It's just worked for us. The contract that I posted on Instagram, that is a 10-year-old contract. I posted it as an example, sort of a guideline, but that's where we started. So feel free to copy and paste. Y'all can write out word for word what we might. Stu wrote it. Stu wrote I mean, you could tell he wrote it because the very last line says, I promise that I realized that going back on any of these promises made in this contract is the same exact thing as lying, stealing, or cheating. And I won't do that because I'm perfect and my husband is almost as good. <laughs> but we signed it. It was just Fun. So that's the first contract. But let's move on to food journaling. On Instagram, you know, you see me occasionally talk about the food journal thing. And here's the thing with food journaling and why I love it so much it keeps me accountable. And it has for 12 years. I started doing this back in 2007. I was doing mornings with Chio, I think it was Chio, yeah, Chio or Booker, I was doing the morning show with one of them, and we did have fun, I have to say, it was fun. Was it my most favorite time in radio? Was it my most favorite gig? No, but I did it, and now it's on my resume, and that's always a good thing. But getting back to doing morning radio, when you're on the air from 6 to 10, your schedule is completely screwed up, because you're not rolling in at like 5.30, you're getting up at 3, and you're getting to the station at 4.30, maybe sometimes 5.00 but five is pushing it. And then you're on the air till 10. And then by the time you get off the air, you're starving because your meal schedule is all screwed up. So not only was that messing with me, but a lot of businesses, a lot of bakeries, pizzerias, you know, cheesesteak places were in Philly. Remember, Philly is a foodie city, always bringing in food. So basically being on the morning show made me fat. I mean, it just, that's the only way I can say it. I was getting fat because we are getting fed constantly by local businesses. And so by the time I get off the air at 10 o'clock, you know, if we didn't get a treat that day, I would be ready for lunch. And then by the time I'd get home, it'd be, I don't know, maybe one o'clock in the afternoon, I would take a nap. And long story short, I was just so sluggish. I had gained weight. I have a small frame. I'm five feet. And so 125 pounds is a lot for me. And it was not muscle. It was fat. It was just fat. It was fluffiness and puffiness. My face was all bloated all the time. It just was the worst. I didn't like the headspace I was in during that period of my life, it sucked, it sucked, and I do feel bad because my poor husband heard about it all the time. Like, I wouldn't shut up about how shitty I felt all the time, and I remember one morning getting up and getting dressed, and nothing fit, And I was so discouraged. I was mad at myself. And at that moment, I'm like, all right, I've got to do something about this. I am in the public eye. I am out there shaking hands and kissing babies and meeting people, people that listen to me and approach me at public places. Like, I want to feel good about myself. Something has to give. And again, if you've been with me for a while, you know I went through a very big curves phase. And this sounds so cheesy, but I will never forget that phase of my life. Curves was so helpful to me, I can't even begin. It was exactly what I needed in that moment of my life. I had never really worked out before. This is before I started running. The entire concept was not overwhelming for me. I also felt good about myself because I think I was one of the younger members there. I moved a little faster than some of these other women So I felt like I had a little bit of an edge and it was good for the morale. It was good for me because I felt like I was crushing it every day at my 30-minute hardcore Curves workout. No, but in all seriousness, the more I went, the more I loved it. And then over time, I became friends with the owner of Curves. So we did giveaways on the station, on Q102. I remember the noon workout. I was all over the place on Q102. At this point, I don't remember if I was doing middays or if I was still doing mornings or during this period of my life. I obviously went from mornings to middays. Sorry. This was like 12 years ago. But I was definitely on Q102 and I definitely gave away Curves memberships. And now in this day and age, you know, with the way radio is, that would never happen because we didn't go through salespeople back then. I just talked to my friend Cynthia, who happened to be a salesperson. It was just sort of like a trade-off. Nothing like it would be now. You'd be fired. But anyway, back in the good old days, when I was giving away Curves memberships, I remember taking calls from listeners and you know asking me about it and why I loved it. And it was just such a good thing for me. It's what I needed. It was a sense of community, and going every day held me accountable. Because at this point, I'm starting to lose weight now. This is a few months into curves, and I'm already down a bunch of pounds. So my motivation is strong. I am on a kick. I'm feeling awesome. And you know, when you start losing weight and you start really feeling good about yourself, there's nothing I can stop you. You are on this high. It's this this adrenaline rush all the time. And that's what I was feeling. So I was writing everything down. And around this time is when I started hearing about Lisa Lillian, who is now a friend of mine, Hungry Girl. You know who she is. She's had bajillion New York Times bestsellers. She's like the tips and tricks. Foodie snack guru of our time. And uh, yeah, so she came into my life. And I remember reaching out to her after reading a few of her books and reading an article about her in People Magazine. I reached out to her. She came into Q102. We did an interview, and that's sort of how we connected. And so I started implementing a lot of her ideas and hacks to cut calories. I was doing Weight Watchers, and it helped immensely that Lisa Lillian was on Weight Watchers. So everything kind of came together. Once I started getting into the groove of my new eating habits, that's when I decided it was time to level up and let's go to the next step, which would be getting a food journal and jotting down everything I'm putting in my mouth. I also decided at that time I was going to weigh myself every day and record my weight. It wasn't until later that I started adding in what exercise I was doing or, or what I did for physical activity that day. But for the first couple of years, all I did was write down what I what I weighed and kept track of everything that I ate. And here we are 12 years later going strong with the food journals. I recorded everything I ate, even when I was pregnant. I just need to see it. I got out. I got to look it at a piece of paper and I have to see what it was that that I ate. And to be honest, I think it's freaking badass that I can go back 10 years ago or 12 years ago and flip to this date and read exactly what I ate for my breakfast, lunch, and dinner, meals in between, whatever. It's been just the best, most helpful tool for me. I was really on a roll between the curves and losing some weight, which gave me a lot of momentum. And the last piece of the puzzle was adding in the food journal. That's really what helped set me up for success. So, you know, throughout that period of my life, I was doing curves and, you know, I was doing the Weight Watchers. I was just feeling so, so good about myself. And then I don't know, one morning I woke up and I felt like, I'm gonna be a badass, I'm gonna try and run. And I ran not even a quarter of a mile. And I'm like, oh, oh, okay, running is very hard, running is hard. But I was so excited about this weight loss and how like motivated I was that I didn't care. I just felt like I would work up to running. And that's what I did in over a span of a couple of years. My walks turned into jogs, my jogs turned into runs. And, you know, 12 half marathons later and a handful of 5Ks and 10Ks, I was living my best life. I was so fit. I just felt so good about myself. But really what it comes down to is it's self-control. It is definitely discipline. And for me, my beloved food journals have been such a key to my success. And like I said, I, you know, there were a couple of there's a couple times here and there that I forgot to jot down things, but for the most part, ask my husband. I have my little food journal. It's in the top drawer of my nightstand and every night before I go to bed, I write down everything I ate, even down to like a handful of Skittles, if that's it. Um, I've been in a very big PEZ phase, which is so random. I n- never was into PEZ. I don't know what's going on, but I'm buying it by the bulk. <laughs> but I'm writing it down. So there have been days that I've had 10 packs of Pez, but I write it down. So in five years from now, when I flip back to this day and see that I shoved 12 packs of Pez down my throat, I'm just going to have a nice little chuckle. You can find food journals anywhere. I'm particular with the ones I use. The brand is called Markings. And I'm going to just for shits and giggles, look it up on Amazon and just see how much it's going for now. Because just like the purses, why, why is everything so expensive? Markings, notepads. That's what you want to look up. Okay, here we go. CR Gibson, genuine bonded leather journal by Markings, the three and a half by five and a half small Brown, which is the exact one that I have right now is $8.94. Not bad. You can't get it prime, but it'll be a free ship, $8.94. So I will add this to my Amazon favorites page so you can get it. And if I were you and you're serious about food journaling, buy like four of them. Four will last you two years because like I said, each notebook will hold six months of entries. I write on you know the front and back of each page. Before I came in here today to record this little podcast, I did grab the very first journal that i ever owned and started using i remember we were in cape cod in a little town called brewster and we were with our friend chris and it was on that trip that i decided i have to get my ish together and so i think i just went to like the local drugstore and grabbed the notebook but when i started Recording my food, I was 123 pounds. Okay, so I thought I was 125. But for the, so, okay, so on Wednesday, June 27th, 123.6 pounds. For breakfast, I had one cup of cereal with skim milk. And for a snack, I had a 100 calorie pack. Okay, before I go any further, I'm embarrassing myself. Before I read any more of these entries, I would also like to say that my eating habits have drastically changed over the last 12 years because today I would never choose skim milk. It would be almond milk. I would never grab a 100-calorie pack unless I was legit like starving and desperate, and that's all I had as an option, okay? I just wanted to put that out there. For lunch, I had... A Weight Watchers Smart Points lasagna with a fruit salad. Ugh, I'm eye rolling over here. The sodium in that meal alone was probably enough to give me a heart attack at the time. But okay, moving on. Looks like I had a snack. This is a doozy. This is a doozy. What the hell, Lisa? Two peppermint patties, 140 calories, a bowl of cereal, 200 calories, and two fruit cookies. I mean, really, what I would tell my younger self. (laughs) And why am I snacking so much? For dinner, I had a Morning Star Farms chicken patty with lettuce, tomato, onion, and a slice of Swiss cheese on whole wheat toast, and for dessert, a fruit salad. Now let's compare what I ate yesterday. So for yesterday, 107.2 pounds. I did Orange Theory. For breakfast, I had a perfect bar. 320 calories. I didn't write it down, but I already know. 320 calories. By the way, the perfect bars, the chocolate chip peanut butter with sea salt are the best. That's all you need. Get that one. Even my nutritionist approves. I always run my snacks by her. And if she's like, yes, it's good, then I'm in the clear. Uh, So yeah, I had a perfect bar. And then for lunch, I had chicken salad on a La Tortilla whole wheat wrap, low carb wrap, 80 calories. The chicken salad was about 200 calories, but that was per cup. And I know I didn't use exact an exact cup. So, all right, we'll just say around 300 calories for that with the wrap. And then for my dessert, of course, I had a built bar, which is 110 calories, 15 grams of protein, no snacks, maybe some pads, no snacks. And then for dinner, I had five little like chicken breasts, like grilled chicken, chicken breasts with a side of the Chick-fil-A sauce balance. And about a cup and a half of raw vegetables, broccoli, peppers, carrots, with the kale dip from Trader Joe's. And then for dessert, I had my typical nightly bowl, usually a half a cup of bluebell ice cream. So that's what I ate yesterday. Definitely a big difference from what I was eating 12 years ago. But you know, within that time, you live and you learn, you do a lot of reading, you do a lot of research, and eventually you figure out what to feed your body. So that's my food journal shtick. I'm so pro food journal. Again, the ones I use are on my Amazon page. So just link up in the bio. If you felt like this episode was helpful to you, and I hope it was a little bit at least, please rate, review, subscribe, share. One of these days on Instagram, I will hit that 10,000 mark and then I can do the swipe up and forget about screenshotting everything because listen, I know it's annoying for you. It's so annoying for me, but I really appreciate you listening. Thank you so much for all the love on social media. This is so fun for me. I'm excited to be doing it. I'm happy to bring you the content that you want. And if there's anything, any topic down the line that you want me to hit on, you know where to find me. All right, so go get your journals. Lisa Page made me do it. Have a good one. Talk to you next week.